Oh, I have no idea how that got up there. <laughs> Hello, Tilly. Oh. Well, good morning, church. You need a little Tilly in your life. There you go. Yeah. Well, several weeks ago, we launched a series in Colossians, and we said at the beginning of that series that we were just going to put Colossians in the slow cooker, and we were going to take our time, and uh, that was about four years ago. <laughs> and then we interrupted that series to eat cookies and elect a new lead pastor. Yeah, we did that. And some of you are probably wondering, like, what's, the, what's that guy doing back up there? Like, didn't, didn't we vote in somebody new? What's he doing back up there? And I am bald. <laughs> that wasn't necessary. And uh, anyhow, now we've decided we're going to suspend uh, Colossians after today because we want to really want to focus on Easter uh, in the month of April. And so we have a new series coming starting next week called Crowns. And uh, I'm staying on in this transition role until Mother's Day, May the 8th. So I'm preaching today, obviously. I'm going to preach again on Easter Sunday, and then I'm going to preach on Mother's Day, and then I'm going to go home and make coffee for tourists. Okay, so that's my plan. So that's, that's how this is all unrolling the next, uh, the next several weeks, and Pastor John and I will just keep doing this little, little dance we got going on for a few more weeks. Colossians has served us really well. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it has served us well in the season, and we've got a great text to finish off with today. So it's Colossians, as Kenzie mentioned, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Let's look at it. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let's read it again. I'll read it one more time. Why not? I'm still in charge for a few more weeks. That's not true, actually. John's in charge. Um, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you are taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. What an awesome text. Uh, how many of you have had kids? How many of you at one point in your life were a kid? How many of you have ever had parents? <laughs> Don't think about that one too long now. I distinctly, I'll never forget the day that we left the hospital with, with Hope, 26 years ago. And I, I remember thinking, these people behind me, they're nuts. Like these nurses and these doctors who are telling us, it's okay, go ahead, take her home. I'm thinking, no. What are you, no. <laughs> You don't know us. Like, this is completely irresponsible to be sending me home with one of these. I remember thinking, this is not going to work. And, and it worked. It worked. 
and, and she grew. But then, as she, the more she grew, she became something that we were totally unprepared for. <laughs> a toddler. Now, we took Lamaze, but nobody teaches La Toddler. <laughs> right? You can go to Lamaze, but you can't go to La Toddler. There's, there should be a course for what happens after the infant stage. And now we all, we obviously, we survived. And Hope has Tilly now, right? So that's, a, that's proof that we all survived. Uh, and, it's, and it's great memories now. And we look back and we laugh. And Tilly is in a great stage right now. She's giggling and she's recognizing people. And you're starting to see more personality come out of her. But I, I hope she learns how to argue. I hope she learns how to stomp her feet and defy her parents on every, everything just because, you know, I hope she does. I'm joking. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. And you'll hear parents say, you know, at certain stages along the way, you'll hear parents say, oh, I wish we could just pause time, right? I wish we could just stay at this, this stage, right? This is a great stage which is a sweet thing to say, but it's also terrifying, right? Because, like, think about it. You don't really want them to stop growing. They, they have to keep growing. God gives you a child, but you're actually raising an adult, right? He gives you a child, but you're raising an adult. And the goal, the goal is to grow. The goal is to grow up and go out and buy your own groceries. That's the goal, right? <laughs> Amen. We need you to grow up and go out and buy your own groceries. You're raising an adult. Now, if Tilly stopped growing, right? I mean, we, Gail and I say those things. Oh, if the, you know, what if she could just stay that way a little bit longer, you know? Like, every week, it seems like she, you see so much change in her. But if she stopped growing... We'd all be terrified, like we would be alarmed, right? I mean, you would. You'd, look, you'd be frantic if she stopped growing. But we don't get alarmed when people stop growing spiritually. Oh, do you see how I pulled you into that? We don't get alarmed. You'd get alarmed if your child stopped growing, but we don't get alarmed in the church when people just, they just stop at a certain stage. And I want this morning to hijack Paul's words to the Colossians, and I want to make them my words to the cross-pointers, because I don't have a lot of words left to share with the cross-pointers, right? I've got this one, and I've got Easter Sunday. By the way, this place needs to be jam-packed on Easter Sunday. Um, it really needs to be, and so I hope you're thinking about that. It'll only be jam-packed if you go out and, and, and invite people and bring people, and on Easter Sunday morning, I will do my absolute very best to help us all understand why we believe that Jesus rose from the dead and is the Son of God. So if you bring people here, um, it's not going to be, you know, down their throats. We're not going to put anybody through the Bible thumper 5,000 or anything like that. It'll be very, um, it'll be the truth, but it'll, it'll be presented in a way that you won't be embarrassed. Like, oh, I can't believe I... I'm so sorry, you know, like we'll just help them try to understand uh, what we believe to be true about Christ. On Easter Sunday morning, I have no idea where I am right now in my notes because I just got sidetracked. Look, a squirrel. Okay, um, coffee, how did that get up here? 
Oh, oh, oh. So I want to hijack Paul's words this morning and, 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 and share that, those words like, like they're me cheering you on to continue. Paul writes to the church in Colossians, a group who he's never met, but he's heard all about them. And he says, okay, you're doing great, but you can't stop there. There's so much more that God wants for you, and, and this is a journey, and this is a life, and this is what we do, and, and so we're just going to continue. We're going to keep going on, moving forward. I want to, uh, I want to hear, you know, I want to hear reports of how Crosspoint is, is growing and what God is doing in your lives. And so like Paul, I want to urge you this morning to keep pursuing the things of Jesus, uh, the writer of Hebrews said it this way, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. We're going to hit that again in this message. Let us strip off every weight that slows us Oh, I'm getting so distracted this morning. We've all got so many things in our lives that are, that are slowing us down and tripping us up and weighing us down. Okay, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And we do this. How do we do this? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. Ah, uh, see, if Pierre was here this morning, there would have been a woo! Come on. Come on. Thank you, David. Yeah, that's pretty good. We make you an honorary Pierre. What you've always wanted to be, I'm sure, that's been your life goal, to be an honorary. That's why you're sitting right there. The Jesus, the champion, who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, your cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So up until this point in Colossians, this is like a, a segue point. Up until this point, um, Paul has been teaching us about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And now he segues to who we are and what we need to do. There's this turning point in Colossians. So the first part was all about who Jesus is and what God has done. And now Paul is reminding us about who we are in Christ and what we need to do. It's like the four chairs from last Sunday. You remember those? Yes, yes go back and watch it, right? There were four chairs up here. It was brilliant. Um, it, it was, it was spectacular. wherever Pastor John is. I don't, he's left now. I've made fun of him. Um, it was great. And Paul says in the beginning of verse 6, hey, you are here, and that's good. We're glad that you are here, and you accepted Christ as your Savior, and hopefully you were baptized in the Nashwalk. It doesn't have to be the Nashwalk, but it's, you know, if you can't be baptized in the Bay of Fundy, be baptized in the Nashwalk. Paul says, that's great. You're there, but you can't stay there. There's so much more that God has for you. And so salvation is the starting line, not the finish line, right? But, but, but as followers of Jesus, come on, now you're in church. We, come on, you know this to be true. As followers of Jesus, you know people, I know people, we see it all the time, who come to Christ and poof, they just sit in that chair and that's, that's where they are, right? On their blessed assurance, just sitting there on that chair, right? Come on. Yes. And, but, but we won't, that's, I mean, we don't want you to stay there. You've, there's so much more. So what does it mean 
for me to continue spiritually? What does that mean for me to get out of that first chair and, and, and get moving spiritually, to keep running with Jesus until one of two things happens, either he returns or I die? What does it mean for me to continue spiritually? Wouldn't it be awesome? What if, what if in the very next verse, what if Paul told us? <laughs> what if he gave it to us in the very next verse? There are this many, five things that, that define what it means for us to continue spiritually. You got one of these? Yes? You got a hand? Get them out. Here are the five things from verse 7. I'm going to read it again. I can't see a thing. I've got to put my glasses on. Hold on. There it is. Um, one, let your roots, roots is number one, grow down into him. Let your lives, that's number two. Be built, are you doing this? I can't see you. Are you doing this? Two, let your lives be built up on him. Three, then your faith will grow strong in the truth is number four. You were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness, roots, lives, faith, truth, thankfulness. What does it mean for me to continue spiritually? Roots, lives, faith, truth, and thankfulness. Paul, he just gave it to us, you know, just tossed it underhand. Like, here it is. This is what it means for you to grow, to continue um, spiritually. The kids got me a, a DNA kit for Christmas. Remember how I told you that around Christmas time? I, I got it done. It's a, yeah, now I know. The truth is out, right? Once you spit in that thing and put it in the mail, right? There's, there's no turning back. All things will be. I had a lady on Graham and Ann because I popped up in her family tree. She said, oh, you did the test, right? Like, like she got a notification. There's a new, you got a new relative, and so I was talking to her at the post office when she did, she did her test initially because she didn't believe her father was her father. And so she did the test and found out who her father really was. Huh? Oh, yeah. Welcome to Graham and Ann. <laughs> Want to... Like, I remember as a kid when somebody would say on the ferry, oh, do you know who you look like? I'd be like, don't tell me. <laughs> Unless it's my father, don't tell me. I don't want to know. No, you look like so-and-so. Like, <sighs> One of the jokes on Graham and Ann is if your family tree looks more like a wreath. <laughs> you could be from Graham and Ann. If you go to a family reunion... Hoping to date someone. You could be from Graham and Ann. <laughs> this is true. Um, so I got my, my DNA test. And um, we always thought that, that guptal was originally gub-tail. G-U-B tail. Gub-tails. And they're from Wales. And it turns out I'm 98% British and Irish, which would include Wales. And so I'm looking at my family tree. I'm looking at roots. This is where I'm going with this. There was roots here in the, in the book. If you're wondering, like, what in the world is he talking about? <laughs> um, roots. And so now I'm looking at my, my, my roots. And there are people there that I had no idea. Uh, Paul the Apostle? No, not, I'm not that far back yet. 
And Pierre wouldn't have said that either. But anyhow. <laughs> I've only got a few weeks left. <laughs> and then I'm gone. Um, there are people there that I didn't expect. And, um, and I'm getting into the roots of my family. Now, we're talking about roots. The Greek word for root it's a fun word, R-H-I-Z-O-O, Razu. And it means, this is what it means. It means to be thoroughly stable. I like that. Thoroughly stable. And it's only used twice in the New Testament by Paul. He's the person who uses it. Uh, he used it here in Colossians 2, verse 6. And he used it again in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, which says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong, thoroughly stable, your roots. Now, the love of God is the place for your roots. Where do my roots grow, my spiritual roots? Your spiritual roots grow down deep into the love of God. That's what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Your roots will grow down into God's love. Well, what does that mean? Great question. I'm glad you asked. Back to that verse in Hebrews that we read where we cast off the things that so easily tangle us up and trip us up and weigh us down. You know, when you're, when, if your roots are growing and you hit a rock... You know, and you hit something, you're like, oh, well, that's as far as we can go unless we get that thing out of the way or your roots grow around it. Eliminate, eliminate things in your life that compete for God. How are we doing? Like if you want deep roots, eliminate things in your life that compete for God. Um, except your spouse <laughs> or your kids. A place, uh, coming to a place where you want nothing more than more. Coming to a place where you want nothing more than more. And your roots will grow. Like, all I want is more of him. That's all I want. That's all I want. A place where the soil of my life is receptive to the voice of God and the leading How's your soil? There's a parable of soils in the New Testament. Some of it's rocky. Some of it's shallow. Some of it's good soil. And the word of God takes root in the good soil and produces good things out of that soil. How, how's the soil of my life? Um, if you're not hearing the voice of God, if you're not hearing the Holy Spirit, I would suggest that you turn down the volume of other things in your life until you can hear God's voice. Finding a quiet place, finding a quiet time, um, being ruthlessly brutal with the noise and the other things around you so that I've just got to get to a place where I can be, with, be alone with God. Um, if you're too busy, if you're too busy, you're too busy. You know that, right? Like, if you're too busy, well, then 
like you're too busy, <laughs> right? Um, you've got to simplify so that you can hear God's voice. If your heart, if the soil of your heart is hard with anger or bitterness or pride or whatever, repent. There's a word, a word you don't hear in church much anymore. Repent. Um, what else can I do to, to get deep spiritual roots? Uh, here's one that we mention all the time. And it, it's not the answer, but it, but it really truly is good. I think, I, think we were, I think we were all meant to be in community with a small group of people. The, um, the, this corporate gathering is, is great. But, but you need a small group of people who know you. And, and, can, and you can say, I had a, a wretched, awful... Like, you can just puke on the table, and they'll all say, okay, we're here for you. Like, you can just... Like you said, say, you know, I had the week from you know where. Like, we all need places where we can be with people who we trust, and, uh, and you can say anything, and it'll stay in that group, and, and pray for one another and encourage one another. So we say it all the time to get into a small group. If you don't have one to get into, go tell Ashley I want to get in a group um, or start a group. Um, do a, do a sermon-based group. A lot of our groups are sermon-based. They, they, they listen to this and they write down questions and things like that. And then they get together at, later in the week and just not talk about um, what I said, but talk about... <laughs> The text, remember what he said about Graham and Ann? No, no, not, not that. You get into the text more and dig a little more into the text and the other things and really, you know, don't pick the sermon apart, but, but really just, you know, stay in it. Um, pray for one another, loving one another, serving one another. Um, we're providing an opportunity this week for, for deeper roots. It's, it's the course on the New Testament. It's here at... At Crosspoint, like that's something that we're giving to you to help you grow spiritually, get into things like that. Um, meet someone for coffee once a week. Just find somebody, say, can we do coffee once a week where we can just, just talk and, and just talk about life and spiritual things. Um, so it's, it's both. It's, it's allowing the Holy Spirit to build deep roots in your life and also... On your part, that's God's part, but on your part, doing the things, making the decisions and doing the things that make your life uh, a place for healthy spiritual root structure. You want, you want deep, strong spiritual roots. You don't want your spiritual roots to look like my family tree. <laughs> you don't want that, all right? Deep roots and lives that are built up in him. The deeper your roots are in Jesus, the more your life will be built on Jesus. It's verse 6. Um, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. The deeper your roots are, right? Deep roots, the deeper your roots are, the more your life will be built on Jesus. This is a promise. 
People with deep roots grow up in Jesus. You become spiritually mature, and, and, and your life starts to produce the things that your life was always meant to produce. Shallow roots lead to stunted growth or no growth or someone who is easily blown away when, when life gusts at you, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, Paul uses a horticultural metaphor, deep roots, and then he uses a construction metaphor built up to help us picture the ongoing work of God in our lives. Roots that just keep growing and lives that just keep building. Roots that just keep growing and lives that just keep building. You don't stop until you stop, like until you're done. Until God takes you home. If you're breathing today, God still has a plan and a purpose for your life. You matter and you count. And he's not done with you yet. So you just keep growing deep roots. And you just keep building. Your life just keeps being built on and in Jesus. Who or what are you building your life on? That's a good question. Who or what am I building my life on? What is my life producing? The construction metaphor is, is a little different. It's not being built up like, like a skyscraper. That's not what it means. It's being built into the body of Christ. Being built into the body of Christ. Crosspoint is not a church that you attend. It's a family that you belong to. Okay? We're, we're all in this together. Look around. We're cross-pointers. This is, this, is this is a family, okay? We're supposed to do life together. That's, that's, that's why you, that's why you um, take part in the fellowship of a church. It's not about attending. It's about belonging, right? I mean, you can attend anywhere. But I don't want to just attend. I want to belong to, to a family, and we're in this together, and we're all stronger when our lives are being built on Jesus. Now, there is a small word in this text that we've read that you, you may have not even noticed, but it's huge. Three letters, but it's huge, and it is that word, let, L-E-T. And let means there's a decision for me to make in all of this. God is not going to, you know, just kick in the doors and force this on me. There's a decision that I have to make. Like, what do I really want? Like, do I really want this to be true in my life? Like, is, is, is that where I'm at, where I want nothing more than more? Is that where I'm at? Let means there's a decision for me to make. I have an active role in this. I, I can choose to let God take deep root in my life. Let. I can choose. I can choose to let my life be built on Jesus. Or, or I can just let my decisions reflect that God is not, he's, he's something, but he ain't, he's not first. <laughs> right? He's there, but you know, he's somewhere. I don't know, but he's not, he's not first in my life. So those are the first two of the five. Remember the five? Those are the first two. Roots and lives. Roots and lives. And if the first two are true, roots and lives, then the next three will be true. It's, it's one of those consequence 
Paul loves teaching in consequences. If you do this, this will be true, right? You learn this when you're two or three years old. Can I have that? No. And this is what happens if you do, right? Like you teach this to little kids. Tilly's going to learn this. And she's going to defy her parents. And I'm going to love it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> if you try to eat a Big Mac while driving, you will have sauce all over your white Kia van. Just not saying that happened to me yesterday. It's just a random illustration. Could have been anyone. <laughs> if you let your roots grow down into him and you let your life be built up on him, then, then Paul says, your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. These are, these are pictures that Paul is giving to, to the church in Colossae. Uh, he's casting a vision for a church that anyone would want to be a, a part of, a church where people are, are strong in their faith, and they're, they're deep in their roots, and their love, their lives are being built up on. Paul's given us a, an awesome picture of a great church that anybody would want to be a part of, a church where people know what they believe and why they believe and they they're not going anywhere for any reason like i'm just i'm just i'm just going to stay in jesus and i'm just going to stay in this church and i'm just going to continue to grow and my I'm, my life is going to become a part of this body and god is going to going to bless us all together like it's just there there's they're not here, people who aren't here for the music or the coffee or the ultra handsome new lead pastor. They are, they are here for Jesus, a church where people are here for Jesus. And I'm excited for this next season. I really am. I'm excited for you. I, I almost feel bad for myself uh, that I'm not going to be here to, to see what God is doing and doing next in Crosspoint, because I, I know that Pastor John is going to open up the Word of God for you, and he is going to teach the Word of God for you, and it is alive, and it is going to, to change lives, and people are going to be transformed, and uh, we're going to get, Crosspoint is going to get so fired up about our faith that we become an unstoppable force for Jesus in this city and beyond. Now, your faith, Paul says, let your faith, um, let me not guess and get it wrong. Let me read it and get it right. Let, then your faith will grow strong. Okay, your faith, your faith is your firm belief that Jesus is the resurrected Son of God. Okay, that's your faith is your firm belief that Jesus is the resurrected Son of God, and you made that, well, you didn't make it. God made that personal when you, what we, we call, crossed that line of faith, and you said, yes, Lord, I believe that's true. Would you, would you be my Lord and my Savior? That's your faith, and, it's, and it's, it's built on the truth that Jesus is the resurrected Son of God. That's, that's what we teach that's what Paul was teaching to the Colossians. And to be reminded of the first part of, of this letter that he wrote, where we need to get and keep and capture a high and elevated and glorious view of who Jesus is. 
and get him so deeply rooted into, my, into our soul and build your life on him and he will build you up and he will build you into the body of Christ and you will grow strong and you will overflow with thankfulness. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a picture of a church. It's a picture of one individual life, but it's also a picture of when, when we're, we're, we're all together as a church. This is the adventure that God in, invites us to join. Now, if this all sounds mm, boring, then, then I've, I haven't done a very good job of, of, of preaching it or communicating it, or you need, you need the Holy Spirit to unlock this in, in, your, in your life because this adventure of following Jesus is, is the greatest adventure. Um, there's nothing like it. It is the greatest adventure. And so if, if it sounds boring or like, I don't know, I just, I'd rather blah, blah, blah. Um, man, get into this. Get into this and, and get hungry for this and say, God, you know, show me, help me to see. You know, why, why are some people really, really fired up about this? And why are some people stuck in that first chair? And, and what does it mean for my, for my roots to grow deep and, and, and really get serious about this and want nothing more than more? And God is faithful. God is faithful. Um, it's radical, and it's beautiful, and it is ridiculous. Now, there was a time uh, in, for Crosspoint, there was a time when we were inviting people to our church weekly. Like new people were coming every single week of life. Every Sunday was somebody's first Sunday. There was a time. And because people left church thinking, oh my word, I have got to tell so-and-so, about. I just can't keep it in. I've got to go tell so-and-so about what God is doing in my church. Like cross pointers could not shut up about their church. There was, there was, a, there was a time. And it, it, there was, now there was a lot of fun back there. We were like, we were goofy and unpredictable, and you never knew what was going to happen from week to week. And all, all that was true. But at the heart of it was Jesus. Right? At the heart of it was, was this message right here. God's son died on a cross for you. Right? And that was at the very, very heart of it. We, we taught the truth every week. And people left here thinking, I've got to get my friends here. I've got to get my family here. I've got, they've got to come. I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes and, uh, and so every week, there were new people coming to Crosspoint to hear about Jesus. And we saw radical salvations and transformations and baptisms, and it was thrilling. And this is the image that Paul invites us to, to dream about. Like if you could close your eyes and just dream about a church where, where people... People who love Jesus have to, like, park down the hill because there's nowhere up here. We, we, we save all this parking up here on the hill for new people because mature Christians would park anywhere. How you doing now? <laughs> mature Christians, really, would walk up the hill in a blizzard if they knew that someone else was here for the first time and they were going to hear about Jesus, right? 
like mature Christians, some of you cross-pointers have heard this, like, this is, this is like flashback to 2010, mature Christians would sit in the lobby or would sit out in the fellowship hall if they knew that this room right here was filled with people who needed to hear about Jesus. Like, and you'd be, you'd be so happy about that. You're like, oh, there's no room for me in there. I've got to go sit out there. Like, you'd be, you'd be bonkers about that. It would be, it'd be so exciting. Like, mature, mature, this is what happens with mature believers. The dare to dream again. Dare to dream again, cross point. Don't dream about, dream about lost, People, spiritually lost people coming home, coming to find Christ, finding the reason for living, finding hope, finding peace, finding community, finding love, being, not being judged at the front door, but being welcomed and embraced and, and encouraged, Right? What time is it? 10.05. Yeah, there was a time, and and it's coming back again. Um, This is the image that Paul invites us to dream about. Jesus, come and do in us what we so desperately want to see you do in other people's lives. Um, This returning to Christ, may it be, we wanted to see it happen in other people's lives, but may it be true of us, right? I mean, if people are going to come watch a fire burn, there's got to be a fire burning. Hello? (laughs) Right? Um, Jesus, break up the soil of my life and sink your roots deep. I repent of the things that have kept me from building my life on you. Jesus, if my faith isn't the most precious thing in my life, I repent. Help me to never lose the wonder and the joy of knowing you. You are the truth. God, there's so many things that try to tell me that you aren't true or you're sort of true. Bring me back to the empty tomb. Lord, I thank you again for Crosspoint. I thank you for my friends, my family. Uh, and Lord, I am. I'm so excited for them, and I believe that, that you have um, great days ahead. But, but Lord, there's work to be done in our lives. And so, God, as we reflect, each one of us, we just reflect on the soil of our lives and the roots of our lives. How our lives are being built on you. And Lord, if we're too busy or if there's too much noise or if there are things that are tripping us up or holding us back. And um, Lord, I pray that you would capture our hearts again with with a vision for the church, this church, where where we are seeing on 
on a weekly basis, just the, the presence of God um, poured out and, and, and we just see transformation happen in our lives and other people's lives. And Lord, I just pray that you would, um, that you would rekindle that, that flame again in, in our hearts and in our lives. So be with us now as we respond to you. Um, may, we, may we respond with full surrender. Have your way in our lives and in Crosspoint. And everybody said...